Hello listeners and welcome to Retrospective Replay episode 3, a serialised podcast taking a deep dive into video games. This is season 3, Dino Crisis. My name is Ian and with me tonight is Michael. Hello, Michael. Hello, Ian. How are you? I'm okay. How are you? I'm okay, too. Right. Good. How's your week been? Yeah, it's all right. It's been busy. Yeah. Long week. Long week. There's COVID easing off. Yeah, you're back to work in person. Hold on a second. COVID's not easing off. There's 40,000 cases today. It's the highest for a long time. There's no easing off in COVID. As COVID restrictions are easing off, I should say. Yes. Restrictions are, are easing off, but yeah, COVID's not really easing off at all. I'm sure everyone is, yeah, I don't know, sick of COVID. Uh, hopefully not sick with COVID, because that, be, that would be bad. Yeah, that would be bad. But, but yeah, yeah, we're not here to talk about COVID. We're not here to talk about petrol crisis. Now that's, that's largely over. We're here to talk about dino crisis. We're talking about dino crisis, yeah, not lion crisis. Episode three, quite a bit of bit of stuff, but um, let's let's see. Start with socials as always. So Twitter at Retro Replay Pod, Facebook Retrospective Replay Podcast, Gmail Retrospective Replay Gmail dot com. I noticed today that I have neglected the YouTube channel. So if you listen slash watch this via YouTube, you, you've not picked anything up probably since um, Metal Gear Solid. So I'm gonna get all that done this weekend probably and get a load updated and just upload it because it's quite a lot of people actually there's like double digits of views on youtube on youtube yeah like per episode why are you ignoring youtube uh, i don't know because i didn't think many people are using it and then i've just neglected it i didn't mean to neglect it but i have neglected it but i will get back on top of it and hopefully people will listen again unless all the social media goes down again that's true yeah of course what did we lose this week? We lost Facebook, WhatsApp, Instagram. They're all the Facebook group and Oculus. And yeah, that's because that's part of Facebook as well. Yeah. I suppose he was in network servers thing on their own side. Who knows? It also goes to say, well, it, say, it says a lot that the, a company that half the world's population uses for communication probably shouldn't have the monopoly that they do. But that's another, that's a, that's a, that's another debate. You can listen to this debate on my other podcast. No. <laughs> <laughs> we left it, I think, in the management office last week. Yeah, I think what had happened is you had gone down and done the backup generator down below uh, after Gail had saved her in the lecture theatre. Um, I had to go. I went back and did that afterwards. But then I think we both came back and ended up saving in the management office. So I think that's where... That's where the two parts kind of join up. Because after you had done that, I went and did the underground backup generator and then went back up and saved it. Okay, good, yeah. So we start off in the management office again, and I think we were moving towards the control room. It's obviously out of the control room hall, into the control room. And we're straight into a cutscene. Regina walks into the control room and asks what the emergency is. And Rick tells her that Gail said he saw someone on the underground monitor. Gail says it flashed by quickly, but he's sure he saw something that looked like human shape. He tells Rick to open the shutter to the underground area. Regina's radio then flashes, 
She says it's a distress signal from a team member and says it must be Cooper. But we know it's not Cooper, don't we? Because Cooper was the guy that... Got eaten at the start. Yeah. Yeah. So he's definitely not him. Um, so the music, a rescue or a mission, plays softly in the background. And this is where Rick spins around in his chair and he says, actually, it could be Tom as he infiltrated the facility. And he asks Regina to trace the signal's origin. She then says it was from outside the facility to the east of the entrance they went into. Gail says to deal with it later and that they should go underground for the survivor as it might be the doctor. Rick then protests saying that a team member is asking for help and they don't leave anyone behind. Rick and Gail argue and then Gail says it might be a trap. Gail then tells him to remember the mission at the aunt he had to babysit. Rick tells Gail this is not how he operates. Rick walks up to the console and gives Gail access to the underground and tells him to get moving. Rick moves out to then check the distress signal. Once he's gone, Gail says Rick is starting to get on his nerves and he's going to check out the underground. He refers to him as a punk. <laughs> as a punk, yeah. He's a bit of a punk, to be fair. He's a little jokester, isn't he? Yeah, but I don't think... It, a punk is such a 90s term as well to use, that punk-ass kid. I mean, it's like that punk is getting on my nerves. It's like um, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Hero Turtles, whatever you grew up with. Did you grow up with Ninja Turtles or Hero Turtles? There are Ninja Turtles. They're always Ninja Turtles. I see. In, in the UK. Actually, is Ireland part of the UK? It's part no, of it's not. The the, the Northern Ireland is part of the um, United Kingdom of Great Britain and Northern Ireland. The Republic of Ireland is its own separate country. That's where I'm from. <laughs> but it's not part of... The, oh, the British Isles is part of, isn't it? Well, that's a geographical area, if you want to yeah. call it that. Yeah. So, when I grew up, they decided, I'm assuming the British government decided that Ninja Turtles was too violent. So, they were renamed Hero Turtles here. But when when you were young, there were Ninja Turtles out in Ireland, were they? Yep. Pretty sure they were, actually. Maybe I'm misremembering it now. I can't remember what that term is called. When you think you know something, but you don't know it, you know... Like, the people are surprised that the... Pringles man doesn't wear glasses but and lots of people think he does on the tubes of Pringles okay I, I can't think of what the effect is okay but where you think you know where you think something is you remember it but you you not you've never it's not what you remember we'll have to try and find that out for next week then I guess anyway we get a choice at this point and it asks what do you do choose the idea you believe in Gail's idea search for clues and find Dr. Kirk or Rick's idea, rescue your comrade immediately. And just from our offline conversations, I think we chose the same one, didn't we? But I know what happens with the other one, so I chose Rick's. I chose Rick as well, because that was yeah. the right thing to do. It is the right thing to do. So once you choose Rick's, the, it flashes up on the map the to go to the original courtyard entrance. So we need to move there as fast as possible. So you move out the control room in the corridor, and then the music is actually changed now to Where's the Survivor? So there's a couple of ways you could get outside, isn't there? I think I went through the safe point, through the main entrance, into the corridor and out the backyard of the facility, but you could actually go up through the, the fence. So when you move into the backyard of the facility, 
you see Rick and he goes through the gate that we couldn't get through originally and he's walking just on up ahead so then we move the gate through into the large size elevator passageway and straight away there's a dinosaur lying down so how did Rick manage to pass through the fence and not have to shoot at the dinosaurs that's an oversight yeah I guess if Rick was killing all the all the enemies for us then there'd be nothing for us to do right yeah so you have to either shoot it or dodge it, but then there's a second dino that starts coming for you, so you need to act fast, really. I know it says in some guides, like, oh, try and conserve ammo and, and run past things, but I just shoot everything, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, you have to shoot things. I mean, you can run past them, but they are some of them follow you. Do some follow you, apparently follow you through doors as well? Yeah, they do. They follow you into rooms, yeah. Some of them are able to open doors. Like They're in, really smart. Like in that movie. Do, like, when they follow you through, do they do you just stand next to the door? Do they just come through the door, or does it wait until the camera moves away? I think it waits until the camera camera moves away. I don't yeah. think they show them coming through the door because they don't even show you coming through the door. No. So then it just spawns them inside the room on, in the door once the camera's locking away. So as long as you never move away from the door, you're fine. Yeah. Mm. It's like that episode of Doctor Who where if you look at the statues, they can't get you, but when you look away, then they can get you. All right. Never. I don't really watch Doctor Who. Is that the, the the newer Doctor Who's? Oh God, I can't remember. That was when David Tennant was Doctor Who, I think. Which right, is which is what early two thousands, mid two thousands. Probably that that long ago, yeah. There's a horror game like that where you, when you shine, it's like a cooperative horror game, first person, and when you there's some people running around the street, and when you shine a light on the statue, it stops moving, and then when the in the dark, I think it then comes to you, and then there might be another statue that's the exact opposite, something like that. Well, there's a game called Red Light, Green Light, or Red Light, Blue Light, where you play in school, where somebody's standing against a wall, and then there's a group of people, and they say the thing, but when you look around, you have to stop and stand still. You can only run up behind them when they're not looking at you. And there's a show on Netflix, I think, called Squid Game, and that's one of the games where there's, like, this big doll that's doing that, and people try to run behind her, but then if she sees them, they... Um, they get eliminated. I think that's a, a polite way of saying it. So, yeah, that's a bit of a tangent, but there you go. Suppose it's a good show. Right, okay, so, yeah, you have the so have the dinosaurs and you follow the path around and there's some slug bullets on a crate and a resuscitation in the corner behind some other crates. And we approach some large metal doors and move into the large-size elevator. And you remember this is a very small cutscene. Regina walks through the doors and the music Murderers in the Sky plays. The camera then pans up to look at the... It's not a pterodactyl, is it? It's a... I thought it was a... A pterodactyl is a type of pterodon. I don't know. I can't remember. We we said that all pterodons aren't pterodactyls, but all pterodactyls are pterodons. I think that was last week. So I'm not sure exactly is it a pterodactyl or not. I thought it was a pterodactyl. I think Regina names it later, so we'll get to it. The flying dino then swoops down and knocks down Regina, and using its huge talons, it grasps her by the shoulders and takes off with her in tow. As this happens, she drops her gun, leaving it behind. Then danger flashes up on the screen, and the beast flies towards the door, attempting to bash her against it. Um, I don't think I managed to evade it, and I think I hit the door. Yeah, I was the same. I don't think you can evade it. Maybe you can. Yeah. Well, maybe it's just worse. I don't know. 
should probably let these things play out really try and do them twice once regina gets up you have to run back for the gun uh, you pick your gun up and then the flying dino still comes after you and it's pretty easy to avoid but it makes like a swooping sound every time it comes down doesn't it it's like a dive bombing yeah. aircraft yeah. almost like a whoosh so you just pick the gun up and you run back and you run through a door into the large size elevator control room and it's straight into another cutscene. Regina goes into the room and the music, the wounds are pretty bad, plays in the background. Regina sees Tom and shouts his name and runs over. But Rick is already there, kneeling on the ground, helping him. Rick tells them that they came out of nowhere and he didn't have a chance. Rick asks them what's going on and Tom tells him that Kirk is insane and his experiments have nothing to do with energy development. He tells Regina to take something whilst handing it over to her. He then slumps over and Rick says that his wounds are pretty bad and he needs to be moved somewhere safe. Regina stands up and we're shown what Tom has just handed us. It's a DDK code disc L. And rather handily, just on the desk next to us, there's the input disc L, so it's best to take that. Then when we interact with Tom and Rick again, it just said like, yeah, Rick's, Rick says things are looking bad and he'll take care of it. So there's nowhere to go really, just move through the door. But there's an outdoor map area. Did you manage to get this map information down? Yeah, you can record the map. Yeah. So then you leave uh, the back door to the passageway to the power room. And again, there's two flying dinos. But there's a med pack as well, if you can fit it in. But I didn't. And I didn't try to fight. I just ran straight through, straight down in the elevator power room. Here, you enter the room on a giant platform. And you need to climb down the ladder and grab the... When you get to the bottom, there's a B1 crane card on the floor. And did you notice the shelves? Did you manage to push these shelves? Yeah. Yeah. Just push nice. everything. Did you manage to fit the um, the med pack in though? I couldn't even fit it in my inventory. No, I was full. my inventory was full. I couldn't pick up anything. Mm-hmm. You need to start using those plugs. And then there's a puzzle, which I would say so far has been the hardest puzzle of the game. The pipes. The pipes. Are calling. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Danny boy, calm down. So there's six consoles, each with three lights, red, green, and blue, and the consoles are in sort of two lines of three. I wrote in my notes here, puzzle pipes annoying. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I tried it by myself without looking at the guide, and what it is, if you press, say, red button on one console, it'll drop the red piece of pipe down. But depending on which of the three consoles you press, because basically it splits. Yeah the pipes so you what you have to do is connect all these pipes together six pipes but if you press say the bottom console red it'll drop the piece in one place and then if you press the middle console red it'll drop that piece slightly somewhere else so the whole idea is to get all the pipes down together which was i had to look up in the end it was quite simple when you knew which ones to press and to be honest if somebody gave you the first couple you could probably get the rest yourself yeah i mean they're meant to be overlapping the red is on the bottom the green then is in the middle and the blue is on top but they're kind of bindy and and kind of wrap around each other in parts so it's not as straightforward as saying oh well the red is on the bottom and then as you say it depends on in what sequence you press them yeah but once it does, once they're all in place, the generator starts up. But the generator is huge. It's like the size of three or four cars. Yeah, because it has to do the large size elevator. I know, but it's a hell of a large size elevator. It's like really large. What is it like the size of a football field? What's it, what's it lifting up? Metal gear. Dinosaurs. <laughs> Big dinosaurs. Yeah. Anyway, once it's powered up, you then go back on the door, back into the passageway to the power room. 
and as Regina steps out the door, once again she's attacked by a flying dinosaur and it picks her up again with its talons and you have to mash the buttons to avoid dying. Yeah. So it it's what happened is now we ran past some like huge fans here previously, but because the the generator is spinning up, the, the, the fans are spinning and the dino is very smart dinosaur apparently it's gonna try and drop her into the fans. However, if you manage to escape the dinosaur ends up in the vent instead. And he gets chopped to pieces. Yeah, totally. But the second one's still there. Yeah. But you can just run so past them. Yeah, that's it. So you go back into the door to the large size elevator control room and the music where's the survivor plays again. Rick and Tom are still here, so there's nothing to do. And you just run through to the large size elevator and you go to the control panel and turn it on. If you then try to interact with it again, you get told you should get back to Rick and Tom as soon as possible. So back inside the control room, Regina tells Tom and Rick they have accessed the elevator outside. Rick picks up Tom and they all walk outside of the elevator. And it's crazy, right, because Regina starts pressing buttons on the control panel, but she presses a lot of buttons. I mean, it's only an elevator and it only seems to have two positions, top and bottom, but she's like, I think she's programmed in a whole... Yeah. Like a whole like journey. There's another door next to it called a little elevator or small elevator or something like that, but it's not working. Ah, I didn't try that door. I saw it. Yeah, but you can't do anything with it. So as she's pressing the buttons, Rick asks her, so you saw the beast? Then she says a pteranodon, wasn't it? So that's the one, the flying one, the pteranodon. No, the pteranodon is the, 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 like the Tyrannosaurus Rex, I'm pretty sure. No, no, I think, no, no, if if you look pteranodon. Pteranodon's a flying one. Pteranodon okay. was the first pterosaur found outside Europe. Yeah, all right, okay. It's a large flying dinosaur. Um, so that's what she's on about. Because when he said beast, I, th- I assumed he would have meant the Tyrannosaurus Rex. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's what I thought. I still stand by that it's that, that the exact one is a pterodactyl. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> uh, Regina then says, didn't I tell you that? And Rick says, it's just like in that movie. What, what movie do you reckon he's on about? Uh, is it not Tom who says that? It's Tom who says it. Is it? Yeah, it's Tom who says it's. This is just like that movie. I thought it was Tom. I thought it was Rick, but either what, either way, one of them says it, and I'm assuming they're talking about Jurassic Park. No, they're talking about you know the land that time forgot. <laughs> what is that? The one with little foot? Yeah. Oh no! Is that the? Is that the That's the animated one. Yeah, is that time, Land Time Forgot or like the... That's the Land of Time Forgot. Right, okay. I'm pretty sure it is. I don't know what what movie they're refer- referring to. It's got to be Jurassic Park. No, it's not. It can't be Jurassic Park. <laughs> Regina starts to hit more buttons, so this is clearly a really complex lift. And eventually it moves down. And the lift reaches the bottom. And all three of them approach a very large door, which opens up to the carrying out room... B1. It's a very strange name for a room. It is. Carrying out room. Carrying out what? Crates. I don't know. Just a strange name for a room. They could have called it the carrying on room. The carrying on room. Barbara Windsor's at the bottom as a boss. <laughs> See, people won't get that. Lots of people won't get that reference. Lots of people will not get that reference. Lots of watched a carrying on film. Carry on camping or whatever they were. Carry on dinosaurs. Carry on dinosaurs. Anyway, the shutter, yeah. The shutter opens up to sinister music. Did you? What was the sinister music? I couldn't find it. Ah. I struggled to find it. It was just sinister music. That's what I wrote down. 
Unless this is when it starts up, there's music called Investigate the Underground Players, and that might be it. I might, or there might be a... I'll look it up, and I'll, and I'll add it into the sinister music if it's uh, if I can find it. But uh, Regina then looks around, and there's large crates everywhere. She scans the room and sees a large hook. Rick calls her name and says that Tom won't last long. She responds by saying she'll clear her path, and this is when the music Investigate the Underground Players... Wasn't that a song by Girls Aloud? That's the sound of the underground. Okay. Not that I'm a huge Girls Aloud fan. Um, so there's not anywhere to go, really. You just go up the ladder, and then there's more shelves, and I'm assuming you got these ones. Yeah. Have an anaesthetic aid, which is no good to me right now. No. And you walk down the platform towards the console, and you use the crane card that we got earlier. And it's a simple puzzle that moves two boxes. But the command list is a bit funny, isn't it? Because it can go down. So you're given a screen, and it's an overhead view. It's like a CCTV view of all the crates. And what the crane can do, it can go down, left, up, right, hook, and release. But it can't just do that as one. So you can only input each command once. It's a really weird way to program it. Um, yeah, it's like a like series a crate, of control cards or something, is what it looks yeah. like. So you have to put down the card... Up card, down card, left card, hook card, you know, in the sequence that you want the hook to go. I mean, but it can't go up one, can it? It can only go up two. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so to go up one, you have to go up two and down one, which is really weird. But it was a simple one anyway, so I managed to do this without looking it up. And it was just move two crates. Did you struggle? Were you okay? No, I was fine. So once it's clear, you climb down and Regina runs off to see Rick. Rick tells Regina to concentrate on the mission and leave the rest to him. And as he's walking off with Tom, he turns to Regina and tells her, if Gail gives you any more bull, beat him down for me. Oh, he said beat him down. Okay. What did you think he said? Beat him off. <laughs> That's a different game. That's Dino Crisis 69. <laughs> anyway, go on. So as we move through the warehouse to escape, there's nothing of interest until you get to the end and you see a mangled body which has a notepad on it. Yeah, but in, before this, Rick goes off with Tom. He just heads off, doesn't he? Yeah, he does, yeah. He just disappears, doesn't he? Yeah, he's he just, just disappears, he's, just... he's gone. And you're like, where did he go? I was like, where did Rick and Tom go? But he just went off. Because the next thing doesn't make sense. If if, if we don't explain that they disappeared, the next part doesn't. A part that happens doesn't make sense. That's true, yeah. Yeah, right. So now that they've disappeared, we can walk through the warehouse. So what did Regina do? Do you think she just waited there for them to go off? And when you think of how far they have to go, it probably took them a minute to get out of the warehouse because he's, you know, he's Tom's pretty slow. Yeah, I, 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 that didn't make any sense to me. I was like, what what, what happened? Where did they go? And then where you realised they went to, it was like, well, why didn't they all just go together? It's needed for the story to progress the story. So as we leave the warehouse, we find a mangled body at the end and you can examine it and there's a notepad on it the notepad is today's to-do list and the guy the guy's notes say prepare ddks needed to enter the lab area tomorrow i have to go to the computer room to do maintenance on dr kirk's computer but i think i left a ddk at the large size elevator control room when i went there to do maintenance i'll have to check later today the other tdk is with tom I'll have to borrow it from him. So that's the two that we got, wasn't it? Yeah. Already, the code disk and the input disk. 
It then continues on to say, I have no idea how that jerk approached Kirk, but he seems to have gained his complete trust. It's weird how nobody knows his past history. You'd think if he was an agent infiltrating that he would kind of, he'd have like a mock history ready. Yeah. In a background, like to tell a story, you know, but anyway. He's no James Bond. So now we leave the area into the hallway for carrying materials and... No, it's called, it's, I'll have to stop you there. It's the hallway for carrying in materials because we were in the carrying <sighs> out place and now we're the carrying in place. So Right, okay, I wrote down wrong. It doesn't, but it kind of makes more sense in that respect, I suppose, when you say that one is the carrying out and the other is the carrying in. But it still seems in weird terms. And before the game loads back in for us, we get another cutscene. Rick and Tom have now walked into an infirmary, presumably to treat Tom's wounds. Then Tom shouts, Rick, watch out, and shoves him out the way. And the camera pans over, and there's a sleeping raptor which wakes up. I mean, if he hadn't shouted, probably wouldn't have had that problem. Yeah, probably not. Anyway, Tom pushes Rick out the way and points his Uzi at the dino, shouting, Chew on this! And then we fade to black and end up at Regina in the corridor. So here, depending on route you took, there's a laser fence and you can turn that off. And behind this laser fence is the door, which when unlocked goes back to the B1 generator room, which is quite nice. Yeah. But we need to go down the corridor, which then takes us onto the hall B1. Did you not... Inc- I, when I was here, I, I looked in at... The, there was a kind of a, a fence that was broken a bit and I went to investigate it and a dinosaur jumped out. I didn't investigate it, no. But I was able to push it. When you, if you push him back, I think the danger comes up and he goes, there's a, a exposed electrics and it electrocutes him. Oh, right. No, I didn't do that. Yeah. Maybe when I go past next time, I might be able to do it. Yeah, it was a total like jump scare again because you walk up to it and next thing the dinosaur jumps out on top of you and you get the danger, danger thing. But if you mash the buttons, it pushes him back and he gets... Um, Electrocuted. It's the same way like when there's some of the dinosaurs where you could press the button and put the steam on them. So. Right, okay. Ah, okay. I missed that. I'm glad you caught it. So in this whole B1, there's a shutter that's down and the control panel is red so you can't open it right now. So there's only one way to go. Run around the corner into the medical room hallway. And as we walk forward, a small scene shows some very small dinosaurs feasting on a dead raptor, which is a... How do you say it? They get shortened to compies, I think, but it's a compsonagus. Sounds about right. I have never heard of that. They are really small dinosaurs, so I I got a couple of little facts about them anyway. So they are like sort of 28 inches long. Well, it says 28 inches to 4.6 feet long. Height, 10 inches. Weight, 6.5 pounds or 3 kilograms. So they're not very big. Um, it was about the size of a chicken and one of the smallest known dinosaurs. It walked on two long, thin legs and had three-toed feet. A small pointed head with small, sharp teeth, hollow bones and long, flexible neck. To be honest, they sound like very much like predecessors to birds, like raptors. Don't yeah, they? I was going to say, they probably were ones that survived because they were smaller. So when all the big dinosaurs died, they stuck around and probably they're the, what modern-day birds are from. I don't know, but that's what I would hypothesize. Yeah, I'd say so. They had short arms with two clawed fingers in each hand. A long tail acted as counterbalance for stability during fast turns. But these things, I just ran past them. I didn't even try and shoot them. Yeah, there's no point. You just run past them and into the medical room. In the medical room, yeah. So the cutscene starts straight away as we enter the medical room. Regina walks up behind Rick. 
Then Rick tells her that Tom is dead. Regina reassures him that it wasn't his fault. Rick says, yeah, but you can tell that he doesn't really believe it. Then he says he'll be in the control room and leaves. We get control again, and as we approach Tom's body, it just says he's been slashed. And there's some emergency cases that are on the um, on the shelves there, but it says you need a key to open them, so I'm really wondering what's in them. Do you know what annoys me? That we're, mm. uh, you were able to kill these dinosaurs with a handgun. Tom yeah. had a, an Uzi. Yeah. And he wasn't able to get off enough shots to kill the dinosaur before it basically killed him. Yeah. And how did it get in there? I have no idea. Did someone trap it in there because it was asleep on the floor, so maybe they couldn't... No, leave, no, 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 so. no. These dinosaurs can open doors. We've already said this. So, yeah. Are they really highly intelligent dinosaurs? They're like the people in Metal Gear Solid. They've got IQs of 108. It speaks eight languages. They're dinosaurs actually from the future. Well, there was a Star Trek Voyage episode of that, wasn't there? Was there? Where they meet these reptiles who were actually descended to dinosaurs. And the reason the dinosaurs disappeared is because they were abducted by aliens. Oh, uh, do you remember that as well? There was an episode, There was a show called "Was It Dinosaurs?" and there was the baby that used to, not the not the mommy, and he used yeah. to beat the father with the his yeah. food and stuff. I love that show. Yeah, it was class. I think it was a Jim Henson thing. Maybe it was. I think it probably was. More than likely, I think he had something to do with everything. In the nineties were puppets. So in this medical room, there's an ID card and some memos for the doctor on duty. The memo says, the ID card on the desk belongs to one of my patients. Please hand it to Colonel Clay when he shows up. He's going to the strategy room for preparations for tonight's experiment. So now we can turn around and we leave. And when we leave, it asks us to save. And that's where we leave it this week. Do you know one thing that I'm not happy about in that room either? You go to Tom's body and you can't take his gun. I would like to have a newsie. Yeah. I think an automatic gun might be quite handy. Yeah. But... Hey ho. Also, why does Rick get something like an M16? Why has he got a, a better gun than we have? Yeah. Well, he does. And Gail. Gail's got some sort of. Uh, rifle, assault rifle or something. Yeah. But, you know, the best thing we've got is a grade launcher, which I suppose a grade launcher is pretty good, but I, honestly, I never use it. I'm saving it for the harder enemies towards the end of the game. Yeah, probably. So, anyway, ending tonight. Were you, did you prep a dinosaur fact? I have a dinosaur fact. So, for. Any of our listeners who may be Greek, um, the word dinosaur actually was originally coined by a British paleontologist named Richard Owen in 1842. And it came from the Greek words dinos, which means terrible, and saurus, which means reptile. So there you go. The word dinosaur is actually Greek. Terrible reptiles. Yes. Terrible lizards. No, I think they're terrible reptiles. Well, I mean, probably terrible lizards maybe as well. But yeah, it's Greek. Wow. Okay. Well... You know, that reference is because I put a post on Twitter to say that we were three on uh, the video game Apple podcast chart in Greece. So that was a shock, a surprise. But a pleasant one. Very pleasant one, of course. Yeah, I mean, they're cool. I mean, you know. But yeah, the, the word dinosaur is, is, is Greek. Yep. Thank you very much for that. We'll drop these little bits of knowledge on you every week. Dropping so, truth bombs. <laughs> <laughs> truth bombs, knowledge bombs. Oh, you know, I did have a, a patch note. Should I just stick it right here on the end? Yeah, stick a patch on the end of it. Stick a patch on the end. This wasn't when patches go on, normally not the front anyhow. So the patch note was, I'd said in episode one that the dinosaur kept respawning, and I don't think it did, because I've never seen it again since. I think I just kept reloading my game, and a dinosaur obviously was still alive when I saved it. Ah, uh, okay. So I think I messed up there, because I've never seen that dinosaur again. 
So I don't think they do respawn. Sorry, there. Do you do you owe the developers an apology? I I apologize, Capcom. I apologize. Say good night, Michael. Good night, Ian. <laughs> good night, Michael. Right. Good night, everyone. <laughs>